Do you remember that feeling of security you had as a small child when you sat next to your parents and they would put their arm around you and draw you in by their side? I had similar feelings around my grandparents, aunts, and uncles. All these years later, as an adult, I can still recall how at those moments it felt like nothing in the world could harm me. I'm not naive enough to believe that everyone was able to have these joyful experiences, but my hope is that you were one of the lucky ones and that you too were surrounded by caring, loving people growing up. We never had the nicest of things while I was growing up, but I was surrounded by family that knew how to love. From cousins to aunts and uncles, grandparents, step-parents, step-grandparents. This is Pottscast, and I am John Potts. One of my top priorities as a dad has always been to provide the same loving environment for my daughters, to maybe even go one better. My dad was great at showing affection when I was small, but as I grew older, it just became awkward between us. I think we fumbled with how to relate to one another. For years, I struggled internally with that, almost sometimes wondering what I had done to cause this divide that now separated us. I wondered that up until the days my daughter entered their teen years. It was only then I realized it was getting more difficult to relate to them in their world. The things that used to come so naturally were now requiring work and a certain finesse. Getting a teenager to open up is like coaxing a wild animal to come near you. One sudden move and they dart off. They smell a trap and head for cover. My youngest is eight years old now, so things are still easy with her. Most hurts can be made better with a hug and a smile. Some days she still greets me excitedly when I come home. The older three girls are either not home or they don't have the same childlike excitement when I step into the house. That's not to say that I don't enjoy the new ways I connect to my kids as they mature. I can see my dry sense of humor in them and the stories that they share. I enjoy talking to them about shows or movies that they've discovered, especially if they're ones I thoroughly enjoy as well. I love when we reference or quote The Office and I get a sideways glance from one of them accompanied by the slightest smirk. My heart soars. Prior to having my daughters, I had very little insight into that dynamic between fathers and daughters. Granted, I have three sisters, but I didn't pay much attention to how they related to dad growing up. Only in seeing where they are now and looking back on their relationship with dad have things really started to make sense. So for the most part, I've done like the majority of parents probably have, learning by trial and error. Unfortunately for the older ones, that meant mistakes were made with them that I hopefully corrected by the time the next child came along. Our daughter Gracie just turned 15. She's mine and Rita's firstborn. This school year, we started homeschooling Gracie. She's the only one of the girls that is homeschooled, and that may seem unusual to some, but it was a decision we came to after much prayer. We viewed it as raising each child as the individuals that they are and giving each one the best opportunities based on their needs and what's in their best interest. This was a difficult lesson for me to learn. Aside from that, there's been some health issues in recent years that have affected her daily wellness, things I can't relate to. All I see is the outward effect it has on her attitude. Couple that with my attitude from dealing with stuff on my plate and you end up with a wall being laid brick by brick, stone by stone, until some days it feels like I can't connect with her. You've got to know by now this is all leading to something. 
I was sick last week and felt miserable. And that meant I was not fun to be around. There was a three-day span I was in a funk with no shot of getting out. Escaping the misery of that illness just wiped me out. Last Sunday, we were in church and Gracie was not feeling well. In fact, she was in visible pain. Right at that moment, I felt the conviction wash over me, reminded instantly of how my week was, given my own sickness. I thought about how these days must be rough for Gracie. I thought about all the negative reactions I had towards her bad mood, moods that were probably brought on by not feeling well. How much time did I wish she'd get past it compared to how much time I spent praying for her to have the strength to deal with what was going on? What had I done recently to lighten her load? Why is it I could only see that she didn't clear her plate from the table, but I was blind to the fact she had to leave the table just to lie down and recover for a minute? These thoughts flooded my heart and mind all during the church service. During the closing invitation, we were standing there, congregation singing. I always sit at the end of the pew with my wife by my side, but on that Sunday, Rita stepped out for a second, and there I was side by side with Gracie. I felt God nudging me to do something. There I was, 39 years old, my heart pounding out of my chest as I struggled for the next thing to say to a girl. I swear, some things never change. The wall that was between us needed to crash. I felt the gravity of this moment in our relationship. If I didn't break this wall now, it will always be there. I stepped to her side and said two words I felt she needed to hear the most. I'm sorry. Immediately followed with, I've seen how much you've been hurting and I promise to do a better job praying for you to feel better. The words landed with the force of a boat storming the beach. She started to cry and I was doing my best not to. I drew her into my side for a second or two and told her I loved her. I released my hold, not wanting to overdo it. Later, reflecting on it, I tried to recall a time my dad told me or my sisters he was sorry for anything real or imagined on our part. Nothing came to mind, except for the humbling position I had to place myself in as a dad to admit to her my shortcomings. As very young children, a sense of security can be born out of just holding your little ones. But as they get older, it may require humility on our part as parents. In the men's study I'm taking part in at church, they talk about the offensive linemen in football, how they are some of the strongest, biggest men on the field, and their job is to protect the quarterback and hold the line. They accomplish this by getting lower, getting closer to the ground than anyone on the line of scrimmage. The parallels to our lives as parents is undeniable. I encourage you to open yourself up to the idea of doing whatever is necessary to protect the relationship you have with your kids. Give them what you never had. And remember, be better today. Until next time.